0: All right, welcome back to another episode of A-Sides. On this episode, I chatted with pop singer Trey Rose.
1: Baby, grab a glass, let's fill it up. Tell me about your life and where you're from. I don't have any plans, wanna take my hand, slow dance little nose my lips on your gotta catch my breath
0: what you doing to me all right well trey how is it going man just overall hey, man. aside from all the chaos
1: i'm
0: doing great how are
1: you thanks so much for having me on i appreciate it
0: absolutely man i'm doing uh i'm doing great aside from like i mentioned earlier that uh my head's just all over the place today. But hey. <laughs>
1: hey bro. It be like that sometimes. I get it. I get it.
0: No worries. Yeah, so hey, you said uh you said earlier you were you were in the studio, so working on mm-hmm. something new.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. That's uh, about all I uh, do these days. We're not really playing any live shows in 2020, so I've become kind of a kind of a studio rat. I'm just traveling as many places as I can and uh hanging out with as many people as I can in there and see what we can come up with. So I just got back from uh, California a couple of weeks ago, uh, doing some writing with a few friends out there. And so I got back to Texas and now it's time to start laying some of that down. So, uh, you guys can get some more music.
0: Awesome, man. Hey, you got a new, a new single out. Yeah. Um, that just came out, too, right? Like two weeks ago or something like that?
1: Yeah. Oh, it just dropped uh, last Friday. We're not even a week old yet on it, but uh, I'm, I'm super excited about it. It's called Damn, and it was my first attempt at, like, pop music. Um, And it, it's going pretty well so far. Like, I, it was kind of a learning curve for me, but I think we kind of hit the nail on the head more than anything else I've ever done before, like, sound-wise. It's really uh, – like I, I think I've finally found that that little pocket that I've been trying to to figure out to, how to fit into for for a few years now. So I'm really excited.
0: So is that going to be being? It's just a single. Is that going to be included on a full album? Like, is that what you're currently working on as a full album that that will be placed on, or is that just a standalone? Man,
1: I'll tell you, I am right now having so much fun just making singles and just kind of taking one piece of music uh at a time and just giving it all my attention and throwing everything i have into it before i move on to the next thing um and that's not to say that like there won't be an ep or an album down the road made out of all these singles right now i'm literally just kind of camping out in the studio and, and building up my catalog and kind of looking at what i have and really where, where I want to go next. I know there'll definitely be a couple more singles, um, before there's any sort of EP or album, but it's, it's definitely in the future for sure. All
0: right. I got you. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, nowadays everything's so much different. Anyhow, I, I, I mean, obviously a lot of artists still put out albums, but I I know a lot of up and coming artists are kind of doing that releasing one single at a time kind of thing. And, Sometimes yeah. they don't turn into full albums, so
1: yeah, we'll get there eventually. Like I said, I think uh, I think an EP wouldn't wouldn't be a horrible idea towards the end of the year, maybe even early twenty twenty one. I'm definitely already looking uh, into that and, and beyond. So it's definitely on the horizon. I'm just not exactly sure how far um, on the horizon it is yet. You know what I mean?
0: Right. So you mentioned that you uh, that this was like your most pop song that you'd done um what what before what was your style before oh more country uh, or more rock before this song or
1: um honestly before this song so I, i live in texas and uh we have a really really phenomenal music scene out here that i love because it's so eclectic um there's this genre out here called texas country that i was trying really really hard to to do and I just for whatever reason could not make it work and so uh, after that and I think a big part of it was I just my heart wasn't really all the way in it Um, and then after that I kind of switched to just making music that nobody could really figure out what it was like I I just went through this whole like trying to find myself as cliche as that sounds kind of thing with music and realized that I just had a lot of fun going more this more this pop route there's just a lot more uh, it's just more that I can like vibe to and, and, and hang out with and that's kind of where I'm at in my life right now so um, I'm really really enjoying it
0: so genre wise I mean is that kind of what the next the, stu- the stuff you've been working on currently in the oh. studio is that pretty much the same kind of stuff
1: yeah, I think so. Like it's it's that more of that pop. I guess some people would still call it pop country, like that, that crossover type stuff. I'm at a point now, man, honestly, where like as long as people like enjoy my music, I don't really care what they call it. I'm just really happy to be making stuff that I like to listen to at this point. So
0: Right. So what were some of your uh some of your influences, you know, growing up and and whatever?
1: Um, so growing up when I, uh, when I first got into music, there was this band called Matchbox 20 that had been out for a while, but I was just like too young really to, uh, catch that boat I was kind of sleeping on them because I was I was a younger kid when they were blowing up I think their first album released like when I was one years old or something like that or even before I was born I can't really remember but I just remember when I was in like fourth grade hearing that music for the first time and going hey that's that's pretty cool I like what that sounds like and then the older I got the more I really kind of got out of that genre of I call it like stepdad rock like it's the music that like everyone's stepdad listens to or whatever and I tried you know making that for a bit and realized it just wasn't gonna work and then I got older and got really into like hip-hop music and and things like that and Kanye West came out with a couple really good albums and Lil Wayne dropped the Carter III when I was in high school and I just really really started vibing with like hip-hop beats and 808 and stuff like that and so now I'm at a point where I'm just now kind of in the studio kind of messing with that stuff on my own and it, it's been really fun
0: so do you play you play guitar or anything or any in- instruments do you make your own beats or
1: yeah yeah i um i play guitar i mess around a little bit on the
0: keys and i actually
1: just started playing ukulele uh, a few weeks ago I've, I've got one song now that i actually really really like that uh, i do it live shows at this point um and then as far as in studio stuff goes i am just now at a point where i'm understanding what any of that is so i'm in like the beginning stages of like early beat making for myself
0: right right on so is that are you still kind of most mostly listening to uh like the the stuff that you listened to when you were younger are you still just kind of listening to uh yeah music's kind Wayne of in stuff him. Yeah,
1: not so much Lil Wayne, but like, yeah, I mean, I still definitely vibe with uh, with hip hop music and and R&B and things like that. R&B music was really like where I kind of found my voice too, like as as a singer, because before like anything else, that's just kind of what I was. Um, And so like I remember being a kid and hearing like vocal runs from different people and just being like, oh, that was really cool. And that was kind of how I got into that r&b stuff and and kind of how my voice came about um periods
0: so do you listen in any of the old school r&b like i really and
1: i really guess old school like, for me
0: would be like marvin gay and stuff i mean old see, school for i do you like might
1: I, be. I do like uh marvin gay a lot old school for me is like uh brian mcknight <laughs> I right. who i love by the way like that's still
0: is, pretty old school i mean that was a while sure ago
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. That was that was a hot minute ago. Um, yeah, but I, that dude is, he's just, I don't know that there's a better male vocalist out there. Not only that, like the fact that he can play all those instruments, he just, he kills it. But he was, he was a big one. Boys II Men also, there was that guy in the background that I think all he did was uh, vocal runs over everyone else's stuff. And I thought that was so cool when I was a kid. So I would just sit in my room and try to do that to like teddy bears and, and beanie babies.
0: <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I, I, I like, uh, boys to men. They were, uh, I was never a big, I mean, back when they came out, I wasn't really into hip hop. It was when I was more into rock. I'm really not a big hip hop guy anyhow. Now, you know, there's some stuff I like, and there's some stuff from my childhood that I like, but that was the nineties. was kind of the in between when I, you know, all of that where I was only listening to rock pretty much. And, uh, Boys de, well, Boys Men though was, was like it. the exception, you know what I mean? Like they were the one I that I feel like
1: they, they were everyone's exception. Yeah, they came sure. out and it was
0: like, nah, fuck, I, these guys are all right. I can, I can dig this. So
1: right, there's some good stuff there. There's a lot. There's a lot to like.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's just undeniable talent, and the, har- Attitude, the harmonies yeah. and everything. I mean, some people are just so good; it doesn't matter if it's like your genre and your thing. Yeah,
1: you, you know. just got to give them respect. Oh, oh there are a lot of people like that for sure that, like, I may not necessarily vibe with, but I'm just like, you know, game, respect, game. I, I, I see you. You know what I mean?
0: Right. So, you know, with this pandemic, obviously nobody's really playing shows. Um, are you doing, have you been doing any of the Facebook Live type shows, any of the online stuff, couch concerts yeah. or whatever they're calling them?
1: Oh yeah, I've I've done anything and everything in between that I could I could think of to kind of stay uh, substantiated financially throughout this entire thing. It's it's not been easy for anyone in the music scene. I know that I personally like am better off than like a lot of my friends, and so I try not to complain too much because I know that even outside of the music scene, there are people you know out there that are hurting way worse than I am through COVID. Um, right. But yeah, it's one of those things where I have made throughout my entire career I've just kind of had to find ways to make this work so this was just another curveball that life threw but it wasn't anything I wasn't used to you know what I mean even before I was on The Voice or anything like that I was still doing this full-time and just having to play like restaurant gigs or whatever I could to to make music work full-time and so I mean it's kind of honestly just reverted back to that when the whole world went on hold and venues weren't booking shows anymore i just kind of went back to my old routes that i used to before and i still had all these connections so i'm currently just like calling all those old numbers and being like hey i know i haven't played at your place in like four years but if you guys are still booking i'd love to come back and that's honestly been a huge uh, saving point for me
0: so are you get are you booking some stuff for the future Oh yeah, right for now. sure.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got I've got stuff going on into the fall. Nothing crazy, nothing too big. You know what I mean? I mean, you just you right. can't right now. Um, I'm hoping that we are going to be able to do a small Pacific Northwest run, which would be really cool before the year's up. Um, but you know, it's everything's up in the air right now. And if there's one thing I've learned in 2020, it's that you can plan all you want, but something could still pop up. So it's just it's very uh very confusing time for everybody right now. And I'm just kind of trying to ride the wave like everyone else is, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, it's all you can do. I think, I mean, Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I mean, we all hope it's going to be over sooner than yeah. later, but I guess knows, that's man.
1: for sure. But I guess that's one of the good things about being a musician who's kind of just had to, to grind and then try to make it work any way it could is that I'm just kind of used to adapting to shitty situations when I have to, and this right. is just one big shitty situation. So,
0: yeah, that that it is. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, you mentioned being on the Voice. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I almost I almost forgot to bring it up. Um, how long ago was that? Um, let's see. Wait, wait,
1: I think season 18 just wrapped up. I was on season 16, so um, my my season aired in February of 2019. I guess so, a little over a year out. And year so and was. A half.
0: Was that like a big, uh, kind of a big jump start to your career?
1: It was eye opening and not not so much a jump start to my career as much as a um, hey, you can do more than what you're you've been doing kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right. I, my entire life, all I ever wanted to do was play music for a living, and so I got to a point where I was living down in Houston, Texas, where you can play every night of the week if you want to. And to be honest with you, I just got complacent and. Happy where I was and I, I stopped trying and then I got a call from NBC and then I ended up making it on the show and I was just like at that point I looked around and I was like, You can do so much more, man. Like so much more. And so I just kind of started working smarter, um, first off, and 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 just you know, a little harder than than I was before because there was a there was a good while where I was definitely doing everything I could and then I got to a point where hey you're doing this full time like this is where you wanted to be and then it turned out I wanted way more but I, that was I guess the biggest thing that I got from that show was realizing like hey you can definitely take this and make it bigger so let's figure out how to do that and that's just what I've done every day since
0: so so what do you mean by as far as you know a uh, bigger Working smarter, you know, well, and, like, and all that. So,
1: so I was genuinely I thought that the only way I could make it in this industry was doing what I was doing, just playing these three-hour gigs in small venues, like playing mostly cover stuff. And I realized once I got to LA that all these other people were like focused on their music and 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 how they were going to make more of it and I really it was it was just being in a hotel full of that many talented people who had the same mindset as me but they were just doing different things like they were like hey I'm gonna make my own stuff and start pushing it so that people want to come and see me for my own stuff and not for the way I can sing and I realized oh that's the route I need to take and I genuinely like you'd think that i had been doing this for so long before that those you know those would have all fallen into place before then but it it just didn't so that was a big part of it was just me realizing like hey when you get back to texas you start writing you find anyone you can make music with and then you start pushing that as hard as you possibly can and that's just what i've done
0: right on well that's cool yeah i mean so was it were you kind of doing the covers thing before because that's just what was kind of going on in that area it's it's, yeah, it's what everyone that I knew was doing to pay bills, and it took one of
1: my buddies that played in that music scene doing the same thing looking at me and going, hey, man, you know, like, we all sit around and say, Trey has to quit doing this, right? And I looked at him like, what the hell are you talking about, bro? And he was like, you understand that we all are a lot older than you, and we're miserable because we're having to play this same circuit all the time, and it's no way to make a living. And eventually, we all know those calls are going to stop for us, but like, you could do more than that if you wanted and so maybe like you like you just have to get out of here like that's basically what they were saying They're like dude you cannot keep doing this and that terrified me like i never realized that until that moment you know what i mean yeah so it was just honestly just kind of like that's what everyone i knew was was doing so that's what i was gonna do and i genuinely was just like not realizing how much it was hurting me more than helping
0: me yeah yeah, I mean, a lot of areas are like that where it's just they're, you know, the the cover scene is the only scene that really exists. And where I where I'm from in central Illinois, it's kind of the same way. And, you know, sounds like you had a good group of, you know, older guys that have been through it, man. They, they lived it and they're just they didn't want to see you, you know, they probably were regretting their, you know
1: absolutely and that's what they told me man and it just i was really really lucky and I always have been really fortunate in that way that like i've never had anyone that i can think of just be like you can't do this you know what i mean it's always been positive from day one when i decided when i was 17 hey i'm gonna try to make money playing music and so i've, I've always been really fortunate in like having just the right people in my life at the right time come along and say hey like this isn't what you need to be doing. Maybe try something else. And it's, it's worked out. It might've taken longer than I wanted to kind of get where I'm, where I'm headed now, but that's just, I guess, my path and, and the way it was supposed to be. And it used to really bother me, but I'm at a point now where I'm just genuinely enjoying making music and that's all I can really ask for.
0: Right. Well, and it sounds like you're still pretty young, right? I mean, Said yeah, ma- I mean, I'm
1: not, like, running match- out of time yeah. by
0: any means. You said that Matchbox 20 came out when you were, like, one year old so or something like that, so...
1: Yeah, I'm still in my twenties. I'm not like by any means at the end of my career or like on that downhill slide. I just, you know, when I was in high school, I genuinely thought because I was a dumb kid and didn't know any better that I was going to start doing this, and like six months down the road, I was going to sign a record deal and everything was going to be, you know, right. good. I was going to get a tour bus and then I was I was going to leave everything behind and just be a be a rock star. And it just didn't, you know, work out that way as it didn't for almost everyone who's tried to do this.
0: Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I
1: mean, I guess, like, if nothing else, that's what the music industry has taught me, is, like, you can plan and you can get everything set up and get every duck in a row that you have, and last second they can all just run off in different directions. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like, you know, you're learning. You're getting, oh, you yeah, know, I you've mean, had that's... some good stuff that's happened to you, and, you know, you're you're taking what lessons are coming your way and making the... Making the best out of the situation, learning from it and trying to improve and move forward. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I just spent most of my career kind of like throwing darts randomly at a dartboard hoping that I could hit a bullseye. And now I'm just more careful with where right. I'm throwing those darts. That's that's all it is. I just I have to calculate where those land a little better and I'm hoping I'm getting a little closer to a bullseye each time. So all I can do is kinda keep grinding and keep pushing and eventually we'll we'll get there.
0: Hell yeah, man. Well, I wish you luck. And I'm (laughs) hoping to see you, I'm hoping to see you hit that bullseye.
1: Hey, thank you. Thank you. We will, we'll get there.
0: Well, man, uh, you know, I don't know what all you got in the future as far as, uh, anything that we haven't talked about and haven't discussed, but, uh, no,
1: I mean, we're, um, I think the future is just so all over the place right now with 2020, man. I, um,
0: Yeah, it's a tough question to ask people.
1: (laughs) It is. It is. It's hard. There's not, you know, I've got stuff coming up that I think will work, but it could fall out at any moment as far as tour dates and shows and stuff goes. So it's very hard to push those right now. I will say, like, if anybody listening to this does want to listen to the single or check me out on anything, I'm at, like, Trey Rose Music on every single platform except Twitter, which is the Trey Rose. Not that, like, I was big enough that I needed to have the Trey Rose as a Twitter handle, but like it was available, so why not, right?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you might be big enough one day to need exactly. that, right? Exactly, it's just so something to shoot for. That's what it is. to make all. sure there's not other Trey Roses that come out, and then you know. Exactly. <laughs> See, you get it. You get it. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, man, Uh I don't want to keep you too long, but uh, if there's nothing, nothing else you want to touch on.
1: No, I think that was it, bro. We hit everything. I, I really enjoyed it. And uh thank you for having me on. I appreciate it very much.
0: All right, Trey, thank you. I want
1: to know more. I want to see Liz. Tell me what's next. to lay you down, real slow with the lights down low. Hammer your head on the